Shh. It's B-movies. Kia ora, Penelope Noir. Hi. And uh, you are Penelope Noir today because we're talking yes. fashion. What are we talking about in the NZIFF? Um... So I was lucky enough to review Martin Martiella in his own words. Aha! Which is a film by director Rainer Holtzmuir. Uh, he has also done... He did a movie on, in 2017 on Dries van Noten, uh, he, which was for his first fashion film. Right. And he's previously made biographies of Jürgen Teller and also Anton Corbin. Most Wanted. Most Wanted. So he's done, like, music... Photography, cool. kind of all the things that are dear to our heart, <laughs> fashion, fashion, all the cool things. So, so who is Margiela for people who aren't necessarily familiar with? Well, that is the question. Who is he? Aha. So, what is quite cool about um, Martin Margiela is uh, his label was known as Mason Martin Margiela. Um, he was known as the Banksy of fashion because nobody really even knew who he was. Okay. Um, what was quite bizarre was that the, the rumours around that some fashion insiders kind of said that they'd met him and claimed that he looked like Jesus. <laughs> but then who does Jesus look like? Good question. Yeah, very good um, question. Another rumour was that his in-house PR person, Patrick, was actually him, so he was pretending to be Ooh, somebody else. Oh, I like that. Vogue at one stage thought he was a woman, and then the most preposterous one was that he actually didn't exist at all. Oh, I kind of like that one. Uh, he was born in 1957 in Genk in Belgium, Belgium and he um, studied at uh, the Academy of Fine Arts Antwerp, like just before the Antwerp Six, if mm. you've ever heard of those kind of, that famous kind of like group of designers. Um, but he's most known for modifying and upcycling existing garments <laughs> into new creations and he was one of the pioneers of deconstructed fashion. Cool. Uh, he worked as creative director for Hermes uh, and he also worked under Jean-Paul Gaultier uh, from 85 to 87. So he's had quite the bedazzled mm. career for yeah. someone who people don't know who he is necessarily. Yeah, well, he never conducted face-to-face -face interviews. Um, he also, he and his team, whenever they had interviews, always um, responded in the royal we as opposed to I. The mm. questions were always sent via fax and they were typed or emailed. Um, so he, he sounds like a spy. <laughs> cool, eh? And he, um, so his first show was like in 89 and then he just, in on the 29th of September 2008, he just quit after that show. So did wow. he make he just an announcement? Away. Was he like, no, I'm there's out no announcement. He just announced it after the show that that was right. it. That's he, amazing. Yeah, his company had been bought, as many fashion houses are, yep. to you know to kind of like um, get more finance in there to make it you know kind of because he was very underground. So people. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, so he wasn't making masses of money, um, but he was bought out and basically I don't think he really liked what was happening and he just decided mm. that oh, I've had enough. Yeah. And his kind of famous thing he said is, I don't like the idea of celebrity. Anonymity is very important to me. So, you know, for all this kind of thing, you know, you, your first impression is you, you think, oh, he, he just wants to be famous for being mysterious. Yeah, yeah. But in actual fact, he was just a serious guy that wanted people to take his clothes seriously. Didn't want his sort of persona to be in the way of it necessarily. Yeah, to detract yeah. from the clothing. It's a bit of a tricky catch-22 because people do love a bit of intrigue. They love a mystery. They love a kind of yeah. a story like that. So you're kind of treading a fine line maybe by by playing the game like that, but... 
Yeah, and you, you, and like so, I went in going, like I knew that he was this mysterious guy, but I had thought that he had done it on purpose. Right. Um. So I was kind of like a little bit cynical. Oh yeah, I'm going to hear about this bad boy of fashion, you know, blah yeah, blah blah. Yeah. Um. But he was very very endearing, and it's called Martin Margiela in his own words, and it's him talking. Oh wow. Okay. So it's him telling the story, but you never see his face. Oh. That's super interesting. I was, that was. I was just going to ask you that. So then we get this sort of reve- revelation of who it is. Yeah. But you don't because no, you and, never and see. No, and so it lends to the intimacy of it, and all That's you so see is his hands, and it's his hands going through his archives. And he has his Barbie dolls from when he was a child mm. that he used to dress and alter their clothes. Oh, how cool. Um, you know, once he decided he be- was going to become a fashion designer when he was like seven or something. So the director, um, Rainer Holtzemur, has just really cleverly captured the whole essence of this man mm. who, yeah, just wanted to be anonymous. Yeah. And that's what is so fascinating about the movie. And when I first watched it, I was like, oh, it's quite dry, you know. <laughs> but then I kind of, but I was kind of like half watching it, you know, like how yeah, sometimes yeah, you're not yeah. really focused. And then I watched it again and I was like, whoa, this is amazing. Yeah. This is a really, really clever way of capturing his personality without ever seeing his face and yeah. getting a real understanding of what was driving him, his creativity and his, you know, his designs and things. Um, for... I don't know, like, for the audience, um, a lot of people may know these shoes, but the Cloven Tabby yeah, toe no. shoes. I don't know these. So They're they like iconic. Yeah. If, if you don't know, um, a lot of people probably may know them and only them as his, like, you know, piece de resistance or yeah. whatever. His, like, if you, if you look it up later, if you don't know what we're talking about, you probably will have seen them around. They're very famous shoes. Yeah, so they're, they're sold in Zambezi, um, and they came from his first collection. Um, they look like, I can only kind of describe them as, like, camel toe for toes. <laughs> camel uh, toe. Um, yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking <laughs> camel about. Camel toe yeah. boot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they're cloven tabby toe shoes, and they were influenced by Tokyo flat cotton tabby toe shoes and mm. he just decided in his first collection which was based on like surrealism that he was going to put a heel on them and they've been this iconic shoe forevermore mm. um, and amazingly they're actually very comfortable to wear they this sound, is what I've heard from yeah, some other people as well yeah, who are fortunate very. enough to have got a pair of them yeah no I used to have a really amazing velvet brocade pair oh. but I sold them Penny. I know. Why? No. Why? Um, <laughs> the film has an amazing soundtrack. It's by a band called Deuce or Do. Um, I think they're German, and it just really suits the film. Cool. And they speak um, to into like they have interviews with models, um, fashion journalists, and forecasters, and things like that who set the scene. And I guess kind of like one of the other things that I kind of learnt from this film is that. In the 1980s, fashion was about excess, big shoulder pads, glamour, you know, hourglass shapes, that mm. sort of thing. And in the beginning of the 1990s, which is when um, Martin Margiela was, you know, he has his first show late 89, um, people are starting to think about more about the ecology of the world, the yep. economic situation post the 87 crash. And so it became kind of more thoughtful mm. and his attention to detail you know about shoes um, and even just like little shoulders and things like that just really came to the forefront and it's it's so interesting like he only did 41 collections which is actually a hell of a lot yeah um, but you know his artisan collections were things where they went and got um, 
old costumes from theatres mm. and adapted them into modern clothing. That's so cool. But kept the essence of those clothes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you do really learn a lot about yeah the process behind how he made things, but without being too technical. That's that I think is from what you've described. This documentary sounds like it does that thing that good documentaries do of being able to paint a picture without telling you what they're showing you a little bit. Yeah. So like the, you get an, an idea of who Margiela is, you get an idea of what his work is about without them necessarily didactically explaining to you what's going on, which I, I really appreciate about documentaries that do that. I think that's what is interesting. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, he, he stopped making clothes in uh, 2008 Nine or 2008, 29th of September. Apparently, since then he's been living in Brazil and sculpting and painting. Oh, cool! Uh, but I haven't seen um, what he's been making or anything. But if you want to check out the film, it's part of the New Zealand International Film Festival. Um, it's you can watch it online. The premiere is Monday, the 27th of July at 8 p.m. and then you can see it also on Tuesday, the 28th of July at 10 a.m. Fantastic. Well, yeah. it sounds like a great film. Martin Margiela in his own words. Thank you very much, Penelope Noir. No problem. <laughs> Hasta la vista, movies. You've been listening to B-Movies on 95 BFM. You 